Hello and welcome back to the show. This is Austin Matheson and you're listening to Suburban Subtext. Next, I'm talking to Bald at My Grandma's House about a song, Isolation Dreaming. Hello, how are you? Hi, yeah, I'm good, thanks. Good, good. How are you doing with lockdown in general? Yeah, it's all right. I've just been doing lots of music, really, trying to keep busy and um, yeah, my mind off it, really. Good stuff. Okay, in a minute, we're going to play Isolation Dreaming. Can you tell us about the song and the story behind it? I recorded it like at the start of lockdown um using just like my synth and like a really minimalistic setup yeah it's just about kind of losing track of time in isolation and not really knowing what to do and just like feeling like it's like a never-ending kind of cycle of like doing the same kind of thing I don't know I kind of thought it was a good time to like think a lot is it part of an EP or an album or is it a standalone single it's like an EP thing I can say it's more a soundscape than an EP really okay yeah this is like the the only proper full song I'd say off of it. But I've got a new EP coming soon. Ah. Yeah. When would that be? Uh, well, I'm hoping to do physical copies, so it's taking a lot longer than um, I originally planned, but hopefully early next year. I'm loving this comeback of physical copies. A lot of people started thinking about doing vinyl and some people doing CDs, but yeah. it's something that we need. I believe it's something that we do need. Yeah, definitely. I think there's like a charm about physical copies, I think. And plus, you can sign them. You can't sign any uh, download. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I love it. And you can also put them in a, a, a box with a T-shirt and things. You can't do that with download. No, no, it's better. It's a better package, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Can you tell us about your history with music? How long have you been writing? Maybe like four years or something. Probably like actually producing stuff and sticking it up. I started just writing songs when I was bored at my grandma's house, hence the name. <laughs> I love it. It's a cool name. Right. And yeah, I was just recorded it onto GarageBand on my phone and stuck a few like demos onto SoundCloud and then people seemed to like it. So I just kind of carried on and then mess around, do what sounds good and then see what comes out of it, really. I like it. Okay. Tell us about who your musical influences have been since you were younger until now and how they've changed. And is there one that you love more than any other? I say early days, I was into like a lot of like Ben Howard kind of funky stuff. Yeah. That's what like made me want to learn guitar. And then I kind of moved when I was like got into my teens and stuff. Like my first gigs, it was like Wolf Alice, like Superfood, like all those kind of indie bands more recently and then it kind of progressed to like shoegaze like slow dive my bloody valentine like all of the like shoegaze classics but yeah a mixture really i think i've still got ben howard and more phallus probably my staple people cool I like that. tell us about any upcoming plans you've got you said about next year maybe releasing another ep but do you do online live stories like uh, insta stories live and anything like that and any gigs around I might, I, hopefully I'll get some gigs. I need to get a band together because I'm still a kind of a bedroom producer kind of vibe at the minute. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to get a band together. So um, hopefully when gigs are kind of back to normal, I'll be getting a few gigs on. And yeah, I did, I've been posting like a few covers and stuff over lockdown. I might start doing some live streamy things maybe. Because a lot of people, yeah, they like doing the Insta lives. And um, some people say they like it because it's something you can do without going to gigs. But other people say they don't feel the connection with it. How do you feel about that? Oh, oh I, th- I don't think you, you could ever get the same connection than if you're at a gig, to be honest. I don't think you could ever, like, mimic that with something else. Um, mm. Quite, like, unique. But, um, I, yeah, I think there's a bit of charm to it. You know, you get to interact with everyone who's watching and stuff um and there's like comments so yeah i think it's quite i think it's the nearest thing to a gig that you can get probably 
Yeah, I think someone recently said they either do it really well or they do it shit. And I thought, yeah, that's, that's absolutely true because no one ever does it just in between. Yeah, and also you've got the risk of like technical difficulties as well. That can really like screw up the whole thing as well. Give us all your social media links. We can all check you out. But it should just be bored at my grandma's house. You come up everywhere. That's a very unique name. So I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure no one else is going to get mixed up. No, it's either it, it comes up with me and then it also comes up with like 10 things to do when you're bored at your grandma's house. So I mean... You know, that's that's a good read as well. Excellent stuff. Okay, thank you for coming on. Really nice. Thank you very much for having me. Do you want to introduce your song? This is Isolation Dreaming off my Isolation EP. Green tea, white jeans, been here since 6am, watching the sunrise. I'm talking to Aaron, aka Crossed Out, about his song called Drive. Hello, Aaron. How are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing with lockdown? Uh, you know, it's it's been okay. I've been pretty productive, I'd like to say, and think. So, you know, how about you? It's been all right. Have you got any new songs done? New written? I've got an album coming. So, Excellent. you know, <laughs> a bunch of songs that way. Okay. So, in a minute, we're going to play Drive. Can you tell us about the song and the story behind it? Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of it was the the second song actually that we wrote for this uh, this upcoming album, and I really wanted something like grunge style, you know, because mm. just like the kind of vibe that I've been going for was like heavy guitars, 
And so I really wanted to progress something that way. So we were just in the studio and we had this guitar lick and I just ended up writing to it. And it just spawned out of this whole thing of like what I've been trying to work with was like a scenic route kind of thing. And just like hopping in the car and driving. It just kind of formed into the song drive but yeah i don't really have too much other explanation than that man i like it so it's part of the album you're releasing now or is it part of an older album no it's part of the album that uh, i'll be releasing soon uh, what's the album called uh, it's called phone calls with ghosts oh, i like that it's very cool nice okay can you tell us about your musical history how long have you been writing and recording music i started rapping when i was or writing raps when i was uh, when i was 12 got kind of infected with this like couple of artists and i just will always carry a notebook since then so uh you know some pretty cheesy raps <laughs> at first uh as a 12 year old but then you know obviously as i grow into being an adult and stuff like all through my teens i had different friends with different tastes so i had metalhead friends and like and some punk friends and then um my dad was a rock guy so i grew up with all these different kinds of sounds going into me Honestly, yeah, that's just how it kind of happened. I was playing piano at, at nine, picked up the bass around 16, 17, entered into like playing with my friends and, and stuff. Yeah, once I like hit late 20s, it was really when I started like taking rapping more seriously. Because uh, up to that point, I really didn't know like, what kind of music I wanted to do. Hmm. It was always like I really liked rap music, but I was always writing other songs as well. And I, I just knew I wanted to do music. Mm. So as I got older, it was more of like making this my career. And obviously, as I've uh, progressed as an artist, my younger influences have come into play. So that's why you hear like a lot of the on, the on this new album, it's like very heavy, like live instrument based. So and that was the route that I wanted to go because so many things are digitized now. Mm. And uh, I really just thought it'd be cool to like bring back like just the the live instrumentation and my my sounds of uh, of growing up you know speaking of which tell us about your influences and music from when you were younger until now who did you listen to and who did you take from and is there one that stayed with you the whole time okay well there was a bunch of them but growing up my favorite band was rage against the machine my metal head buddy showed me rage against the machine i was like what is this mm -hmm. like uh so you know i went out and bought the CD uh, Battle for Los Angeles, and then like the other the other three, and it was just like in all the time. Uh, that was on constant rotation. System of a Down was on constant rotation. Uh, Marilyn Manson uh, still is on constant rotation. Mm. And then you know, obviously, like in terms of rap, there was like Notorious B.I.G. and Eminem, and then we had Tupac and and just like those. But my parents were very like. I grew up in a Christian household, so that was always right, right. on the on the down low, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Uh, they flipped when I when when they saw me with a with an Eminem CD. <laughs> Can you tell us any plans you've got coming up apart from this album? Are you doing any videos or on online live videos or anything like that, like acoustic sessions or anything like that? Uh, I mean, I would like to do some acoustic sessions. I don't play guitar myself. Right. I'm, I'm working with a couple of people. I've got some ideas. I've been doing trying to keep it pretty weekly uh i skip a week here and there but um every week on my instagram and and youtube i drop a, a new remix slash um free verse mm -hmm. so it's kind of just like i leave it up to to people a lot of the time to decide 
and I'm just like, what should I rap over? What should I rap ne- like rap over next? Uh, like choose like an instrumental or like a an artist. So it's a lot of people like just give me like an artist, and they're like, rap over a Marilyn Manson beat, or uh, you know, rap over Crazy Town. So I I did a, a a Butterfly by Crazy Town remix, and those are all on my my YouTube and my Instagram. So those are pretty pretty weekly. But uh, in terms of uh, stuff like that's the thing that i've got going on right now just prepping the album to be to be ready so excellent tell us about your social media so we can find you and then are you on spotify soundcloud twitter anywhere else uh i'm everywhere um so you just type in the in the same thing on uh, whatever you use in terms of streaming music or like your social media i'll, I'll be there uh, it's crossed out music so k-r-o-s-s-t-o-u-t mm-hmm that's where I'll be crossed out music on Spotify. It's just crossed out. Excellent stuff. Now, before we listen to your song, is there anything else you want to mention or tell us? I think when you listen to this, it'll just be, I hope you'll find it infectious. Hmm. I've been calling it my anthem Uh, to the whole thing. The idea, the sound that I wanted to capture really is, is in this song. So two minutes and 44 seconds of me. Thank you. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been really nice talking to you. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Do you want to introduce your song? You are listening to Drive by Crossed Out.
Next, I'm talking to Babyface about a song called Ride It. Hello, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm okay, thank you. How are you doing with lockdown? It's been a tricky one, but with all this free time, you'd think I'd be like super, super creative. But I mean, there's been no stimulus, it feels like, but that feels like it's slowly coming back now. So that's good. 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 Okay, in a minute, we're going to listen to your song, Ride It. But can you tell us about the song and the story behind it, how it came to be? And is it part of an album, an EP, or is it a standalone single? So Ride It is a song, I think it's probably going to be the last standalone song I release before I release um, my EP that I'm working on. Okay. Um, Ride It is pretty much, it's just basically a song about how fab I am <laughs> and <laughs> just owning everything great about yourself and treating yourself like a star until the rest of the world eventually catches up. Like that, cool. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> okay. Can you tell us about your musical history? How long have you been writing and recording music? So music has been something I've wanted to do my whole life, but it wasn't until um, maybe about three years ago. I was always telling myself I couldn't do it. And eventually I just got bored of saying that. And I thought like to hell with it, I'll just start doing it. And I started writing and um, I've been releasing music for about two years now. Can you tell us about your musical influences since when you were younger until now? How have they changed? And is there one that stays with you the whole time? So, I mean, I'm like this, this proper stereotypical gay guy. <laughs> like, I like, <laughs> like Lady Gaga and Madonna, like strong, powerful women with like a lot of attitudes and a real creative force behind their work. So, I mean, these were people I idolised when I was younger, but that influence has carried on right until now. But also now I'm inspired by a lot more like kind of experimental um more abrasive electronic sounds as well so that can be uh from people like uh the producer sophie or charlie xcx or anything from the whole pc music scene uh so that all blends together into what has become my music tell us about any upcoming plans you may have whether it's gigging or online live shows or like you said about your ep going to start tell us about the ep my EP, I mean, I've planned about five EPs in like the past couple of years and um, none of them really materialised for one reason or another. But this one, these are all songs that I've um, written in the course of lockdown. So they kind of focus a lot on my ideas of like isolation and with all this free time, I've, I've been a lot more reflective on myself as a person and what I want to be as an artist. So... It's a bit of a departure from the stuff I've released before, which has been like a lot of like party focused music. Whereas this, it still is like danceable. It still is for the club, but it is a bit more reflective as well. And yeah, we're, we've got a little bit more work to do, but it's it's coming together really nicely. Do you do any uh, live Instagram stories or anything like that? Yeah, so particularly over lockdown, I mean, obviously because everything's moved online, I've done a couple of like online shows. Hmm particularly like being a drag queen as well. Like we've had a lot of like online drag digital shows, which have been really cool. So I took part in those. Excellent. Okay. Tell us about all your social media links so we can all find you. So my Twitter is BBXface and my Instagram is BBXface as well. And you can find me on Spotify or Apple Music by searching baby forward slash face. Good stuff. Now, is there anything else you want to talk about mention before we play your song? stream rider excellent straight to the point love it <laughs> thank you for coming on it's been really nice thank you very much for having me do you want to introduce your song this is my song ride it by babyface 
Mr. Call me on my Motorola Motorola flip click high You've reached a bad bitch Running through the red lights So fast that we turning time Shift get automatic While I apply my lipstick Cause when you're not here That I really feel alive When I roll up to the club So I can kiss a guy on five Every time I'm looking He be looking at me That boy attitude Gonna get it in three I drink rum at the bar Pretend that I'm a star That you're all here just to see me pretend until you really be Ride it till I die, ride it, ride it till I die So I ride it till I die, ride it, ride it till I die, die Ride it till I die, ride it, ride it till I die So I ride it till I die, ride it Shut all of my exes say I'm bad, cause I'm bad, I'm the baddest Since I cut the cord, not the scorch at my asses Now they calling me, want a piece where my ass is but even then I'd take a while, rub his style, cause I'm classic Give him what he wants, I don't front, then I tag him Cause he'd be back for more, he don't spank, unless I ask him Unless I ask him Baby, I can rule the world, rule the school, like I'm head bitch I ain't waiting for a chance, gotta bounce, so I take it And if you follow me, you can see where my head is Fucking them be public service like I do in them a favour They tell me all the time I be just the perfect flavour London Rome, queen of misbehaviour Save me on your phone, make me a screensaver And I'm gay so I can't drive, but still do I desire Life off fast cars and luxury, money, fame and liberty Ride it till I die, ride it, ride it till I die So I ride it till I die, ride it, ride it till I die, die Ride it till I die, ride it, ride it till I die So I ride it till I Disguise in my eye, I fell my back in Now I'm on fire, take my time and I'm riding Direct to the fast lane, cowgirl hat Fly into the future, reverse that So I raise them to the skies, in my eye I throw my back in Now I'm on fire, take my time and I'm riding Direct to the fast lane, cowgirl hat Fly into the future, reverse that So I raise them to the skies, in my eye I throw my back in Now I'm on fire, take my time and I'm riding Direct to the fast lane, cowgirl hat Next, I'm talking to Ronan from Don't Worry about the song called Deep End. How are you doing, mate? Hello, mate. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing with lockdown? Coming all right? Lockdown has been a long and winding journey. <laughs> Got very bored, wrote quite a few songs, so good. bit of bad, bit of good, you know? It's definitely good to have something to keep yourself busy when you're staying at home. It is, yeah. definitely. We're going to listen to Deep End in a minute. Can you tell us about the song and how it came to be? Is there a story in there? There is a story, yeah. Go for it. So, um... Our band, Don't Worry, formed in the year 2014. But the song Deep End, I think Sam and I, me and my best friend Sam, are the uh, two original members of Don't Worry, if you like. Uh, I believe we actually started writing the song Deep End towards the end of 2013. We'd both just started university. 
uh, different universities, both in London, and we'd meet up often and uh, hang out and work on music. We wrote and recorded the song in my room, uh, university accommodation. I lived right next to a London overground line and on the uh, recording, if you listen carefully, you can hear the sound of a train passing by. I love that. It's excellent. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I like, I like the way it sounds um, kind of cheap and, and homemade and that's all we could do at the time. You know, since then we've made an album and a bunch of EPs in proper studios. But at that time, we just put that song on the internet and shortly afterwards, it was noticed by somebody who wanted to release it on a compilation which eventually did come out the following year, 2014. But we never released the song properly. And because it's been a while since we released our debut album, that was 2018, our label, Specialist Subject, suggested that we put out some different bits and pieces while we're preparing for the second album. And so we, we dug it out and we thought, why not release it as a single? So seven odd years later, since we wrote it, we're, uh, we've put it out on Spotify. So it sounds very different to a lot of the stuff that we've done before it, but I like it and I hope other people do too. I'm sure they will. I love it. It's brilliant. Thanks, mate. No worries. Okay, tell us about your history. How long have you been writing and recording music? I didn't learn to play an instrument until I was maybe a bit older than, than most people are. In my last year of school, I think I was. Kind of learned self-taught. I don't think I'm a fantastic guitar player, but I just wanted to do it so that I could write songs. It's just a tool to write songs. And... Uh, Formed a couple of silly bands, you know, with friends in the local area. Uh, one of them played a few gigs. The others didn't play any. And Sam is actually from the same town as me, Harlow in Essex. And we met, I was about 21. Sam was about 18 or 19. Introduced by a mutual friend. We liked a lot of the same music, some obscure indie bands that nobody else we knew liked. And so we, we bonded over that. And then we started the band shortly afterwards. It's been a while, yeah. Your influences when you were growing up musically and how have they changed until now? And is there one that you still love, that still inspires you? I like an awful lot of different types of music, but I think the ones that are most noticeable in Don't Worry's music are a lot of the American and some British indie bands from the 90s, bands like uh, Pavement and Dinosaur Jr. And then maybe some more modern British takes on that kind of sound, like the band Yuck was a big one for me and Sam when we both met each other. That's the band that we sort of bonded over, if you like. All sorts of different things. But I think you can hear some stuff in there that's not just like straight up guitar indie as well. I actually grew up way before I met Sam listening to a lot of grime music. And of course, we're, we're definitely not a grime act, but I think certain parts of that sort of diverse musical interest kind of filters in, hopefully. A lot of inspiration goes into something that's totally different. That's the whole idea of it, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Have you got any upcoming plans? Tours, gigs, music videos, or online live videos like Insta Live? So the uh, the touring thing's obviously gone out the window because of COVID, which yep. is a massive shame. Hopefully that will uh, turn around soon, and I'm hoping in 2021 that that we and and all the other bands can get back to playing live and touring. That's the the part of being in a band that's the most enjoyable you know you work very hard and of course it's very difficult to make any money out of playing music these days and not many people are fortunate enough to be able to do that so you you work hard and you sacrifice a lot and the payoff is kind of being able to drive around in a van with all your friends and play in front of people every night and have a good time doing that so fingers crossed that all comes back soon 
The good thing about the lockdown, though, the good thing about COVID, I was one of the fortunate ones that was uh, furloughed from their day job. I know a lot of people didn't have it as good as me. Sam is actually a, a care worker, and so he worked throughout the whole thing. He's, he's a better man than me. And we've used the spare time, if you like, to work on new music. And for the first time ever, we've got quite a lot of material that we're sitting on. So we're hoping to get into the studio before the end of 2020 and, and track our second LP, which will hopefully, if all things go to plan, come out in the spring of next year, I, I would imagine. As for Insta Live, we've done a few of those via our label during the lockdown. Uh, we're thinking of doing one in a week or so to give people a different listen to the song Deep End as well as a couple of other new bits that we've been working on maybe. It's interesting because everyone I've talked to lately has said the same thing. It is absolutely a blessing for artists and musicians especially that this whole thing did happen, apart from all the people that got sick and died, obviously. But yeah. you can just you've got all this time to do what you can do and do it well because you've got no distractions, you've got no daytime job to worry about and it, and it has been a blessing for a lot of people it's amazing yeah it's, it's good i mean like i said some people weren't in as fortunate a position as as i was but luckily we were and instead of just sitting around doing nothing watching tv or whatever we thought why not use it for good and it took a few weeks to kind of settle into it but i had a bit of a writer's block period before that and out of nowhere come all this um all this new music so there's definitely a silver lining to what's been a very strange year Okay, tell us all of your social media links so we can all get in touch with you and, and check you out. We are at Don't Worry Band on pretty much every platform. Most prolific on Instagram, I suppose. Yeah. So uh, that would be the place to hear things first. I'm trying to get better at Twitter. I think you've got to be quite funny to be on Twitter, isn't you? So I'm working on that, maybe one day. Yeah, Twitter's a sore subject for a lot of people. It's turned into a political cesspool lately, so I don't really use it much anymore. It has, yeah, it has. I don't use it in a personal capacity, you kind of feel like you have to have it as a band or or an artist of any kind. But, you know, every time you log on to it, you see somebody saying something which is uh, controversial. Sometimes you agree, sometimes you don't. But it's not necessarily healthy to think on such a confrontational level all the time. Of course, there are important things in the world that definitely need to be sorted out. But I don't know if it's healthy for us as people to consume. Definitely Instagram is the one that most people are using now, artists, especially musicians, because it's it's just the best one so far, at the moment anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think that Instagram has the least kind of toxic, opinionated stuff on it. Don't get me wrong, there's definitely things about Instagram that are not great. But for a band, I think it's the best way to be like, hey, we're doing this cool thing. We don't necessarily need to talk to you about anything that's going to make you upset. Let's just share some music and some good stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, is there anything else you want to mention or talk about before we play your song? Listen to the band Soot Sprite. Check out Specialist Subject Records. Lots of great bands on there. Soot Sprite and Dog Eyed are probably two of my favourites. Personally, we're very grateful to them always. I think without that record label getting involved with us when they did, we probably would have jacked all this in a fair while ago. So yeah, check out Specialist Subject Records. Support small bands and artists excellent great stuff thank you so much for coming on it's been really cool no worries at all thank you very much for having me do you want to introduce your song yeah this next song is called deep end and it's by the band don't worry thank you for listening
Next, I'm talking to Bond about Don't Want to Go Back. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. How are you doing in lockdown? Was it all right for you? Uh, it wasn't too bad, you know. I mean, I, aspects weren't great, obviously, but yeah, not too shabby. Did you get anything done, like work-wise, like singing and that? Yeah, no, I was still able to work, which is good. Right, in a minute, we're going to talk about Don't Want to Go Back. Can you tell us about the song and the story behind the song? And is it a part of an EP or an album, or is it a standalone single? The song is about either not going back to something that's probably not the best for you, but you probably are anyway. <laughs> or maybe, it, well, I mean, I actually wrote it about an ex-girlfriend that I probably knew wasn't be- very good for me. And we all know that with an ex, sometimes you're probably going to end up going back anyway. But I wrote the song anyway to try and sort of convince myself, but ended up doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make the same mistake twice sometimes. But anyway, the song's released obviously as a single. Um, I th- I'm basically going to release a couple more singles and then uh, it's going to build up to an album. And I think this tune's going to be on there. Excellent. I love the tune, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Can you tell us about your musical history? How long have you been writing and recording? I've been officially writing for about two and a half years. Did you teach yourself? Yeah, essentially. Um, I, I, you know, I was told at school that I couldn't sing, <laughs> which was funny. <laughs> and, uh, and that wasn't so good for the old stuff, Steve. So I just never thought it was an option, really. But then I thought, you know, I, I kept writing poetry since the age of about 13. And uh, then that started manifesting into, um, you know, melodies. And, and then I uh, gave it a pop about two and a half years ago with one of my older uh, uh, top liners. And basically, you know, from there on, it's been going pretty, pretty well. <laughs> I love that because that's exactly what I did. Started writing poetry, then picked up a guitar and taught myself how to play. And it just became songs. That's, that's really cool. Nice, man. Love it. That's, that's just best it is it's amazing tell us about any upcoming plans you might have i know you can't really do tours but any gigs or online live videos anything like that yeah corona's sort of uh done us all a bit of one there i'm basically looking to make uh, a music video hmm. one of my next uh, singles but next year i'll probably be doing a live stream of, of a little mini gig excellent as well but obviously uh there's who knows what's going to happen in terms of gigs Hmm. some people are allowed to do it and some people it depends where you are i think what country what city what town it's uh different for everyone yeah i mean i'm in london so yeah uh, i think they're gonna i don't know what's gonna happen here but uh, you know we can only hope for the best i suppose what were your musical influences growing up and how have they changed over time and is there one that you still love that still inspires you Oh, man. Uh, when I was about 12, just walking to school, I used to listen to Red Hot Chilies mm. all the time. Absolutely. Just still to this day, I listen to their tunes almost every every day. Um, they've been a massive influence um, on because also uh, Under the Bridge was written actually initially as a piece of poetry. And that actually was one of my uh, influences in terms of how I started writing. Hmm. But in terms of like sonically, I've always been influenced by uh, the 80s, I suppose. My tunes are really not like the Chili's. There was a lot of influence from the 80s in the Chili Peppers music. A lot of people don't notice it, but there is a lot. Tell us about all your social media links so we can all look at you. My main one is uh, Bonds Music on uh, Instagram. That's my handle. Mm -hmm. B-O-N-Z-E. It's exactly the same on Facebook. I don't have a website, but um, I'm pretty active on both of those. Okay. Is there anything else you want to mention or talk about before we play your song? I just hope that people can connect with it, I suppose, because I feel like uh, most people have probably been there. (laughs) 
yeah. So, <laughs> as yeah. soon as you started talking about it, I thought, oh, here we go. Everyone's going to know this. Everyone's going to, I've been there. Yeah, we've all done that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. That's one thing I've never done. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. you can't connect with it, man. <laughs> I, I, I actually did because I know the feeling of wanting to and thinking, is it the wrong idea? But I, it's one thing I've always managed to say, no, I'm not going to do that because it didn't work out. There's no point going back. Who, <laughs> who she's been with since me? And I don't, you know, it's no. <laughs> can't do that. You're a wise man. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, it's been really nice chatting to you. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Do you want to introduce your song? This is Don't Want to Go Back by Bonds. I guess it's hard to leave it But you don't think about that
Next, I'm talking to Test Card Girl about a song called Hold Me Down. Hello, how are you? I'm very good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm very good. How are you doing lockdown in general? Oh, well, it's been ups and downs. I run a childcare business in my day job, so that's been a little bit of a nightmare, having to close down for a little bit. But it's been quite a good time for music, I mm-hmm. suppose, having all, all the extra time to sort of sit around and mess about on a guitar. That's a really good thing. Everyone's saying that. Songwriters, especially, and musicians, they've got nothing to do except write new stuff, and they get this inspiration from it. It's really cool. Oh, that's it, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of inspiration <laughs> from the walls of this flat, but um, <laughs> But looking out the window has been quite nice. <laughs> okay, so we're going to listen to Holds Me Down. Can you tell us about the song and the story behind it? And is it part of an album or an EP or is it a standalone single? Well, it's actually my um, very first single that I'm releasing ever, actually, as a, as a solo artist. So it's the first one. Um, it will form part of an EP that will be coming out hopefully next year. Um, but at the moment, it's just it's a single um, on its own. And it, it kind of came, I mean, I sort of wrote it a few years ago. I hadn't really written any other songs and I kind of, um, I got into my into my 30s. It's something I always wanted to do. And I just kind of started messing about with a bit of like home recording and it's actually all done on GarageBand. So it's sort of, the, the synths and stuff are, are quite, um, quite sort of simple sounds. But I started having a little mess around and recording. And um, it's just really, it's kind of a love song, but about being like sort of held down, held back by a feeling of liking somebody, but, you know, maybe it not being the most healthy thing in the world Hmm. and kind of wanting to get through it and then like, you know, that person to (laughs) go away really and for you to get back to being yourself. That's kind of the, the, the idea behind it. Excellent. A lot of people I speak to use a garage band as well, or Logic Pro. It's, it's People say, oh, it's only a basic. It's not. It, it's You can make music with it. That's all it counts. I've used it like for everything. I've gone onto Logic now just because it's got a few more sounds and it's a bit more pro. But um, yeah, I think it's great. Like I can't see anything anything wrong with it, really. No, I mean, it's better than the old... If you, in the old days, you had a, a four-track tape recorder and whatever else to go into it, and you had to bounce it back and forwards and that. And this is better. Garage Band is better because it's digital and it's it's new, and, and there's so much you can do with it. It's, it's nothing oh, wrong with it. That's exactly it. it. Sometimes I think I wouldn't mind having a go with some of those old like tape recording techniques, but I imagine it's a massive faff. So, <laughs> yeah, so easy to do it straight into the computer. Well, the thing with that is I bought a, an old Yamaha MT50 back in the day, and it was basically a four-track. And, yeah, you've got four tracks, which you can do the same way you can do it now, except that you had to bounce it down onto say the fourth track which means then you can't change it and you've got three tracks left but it loses quality every time you bounce it oh i never thought that yeah so really it's it's uh, it's amazing tell us about your history in music how long have you been writing and recording well and um, not very long at all although i am quite old so i studied music and i kind of i was a music teacher for a long time so i've kind of always worked in in that world and i was often kind of telling young bands and stuff oh let's do some songwriting but feeling a little bit like this is something I want to do myself, but I just wasn't quite brave enough. And then I turned about 35 last year and I don't know what happened in my brain, but I just thought I really, really want to do this. And I've just got to, you know, get on with it and try writing a bit of stuff. And at the same time, I did a little bit of um, stand-up comedy. I'd gone slightly mad that year, I think. Um, And I went around the country with a little keyboard and was kind of a musical comedian for a bit, which was really fun and terrifying as well. But I thought I'd, you know, kill all my birds with one stone of of being worried about doing things. And then the the writing just sort of started to happen. And like I say, I was messing about with garage band and recording. And then I went to see John Bramwell of, of, of a band called I Am Clute, which is a great, great Manchester band that I've loved for many years. And he's got a guy who supports him called Dave Fiddler, who's a songwriter in his own right. And 
I don't know what happened. I think it was as the result of quite a lot of alcohol. But after the gig, I just ended up talking to Dave and saying, well, I've written some songs, which actually wasn't really true. I'd written about you know half a song. <laughs> um, and I didn't say that at the time. Um, and he said, oh, I've got a studio in Manchester. If you ever want to come in, you know, let's record them. So then it took me about a year to kind of pluck up the courage to get in touch again and say, right, I actually have got some songs now. But I did. And then, yeah, he's been my producer ever since and kind of, yeah, getting the album together now. So it's, it's, it's all really exciting. But it's all happened quite quickly and unexpectedly. So it's, it's kind of nice to have a completely new thing in your life. I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. Cool. like that. Okay. Who are your influences over the years in music from when you were little until now? How have they changed? And is there one that stayed with you? Oh, that's a great question. Well, we were kind of brought up listening to things like Simon and Garfunkel and Tracy Chapman. And like my mum had the Stand By Me film soundtrack in the car on for, for, like, for years and years. So every song on that, um, I know Inside Out. And she always played like Graceland. And so a lot of that kind of folkier stuff, Bob Dylan, all of that. And I suppose that's my kind of like, first love sort of finger picking folk that kind of thing mm. um and more recently like people like tallest man on earth uh, I, I really really love that love that sound just guitar and voice and then i was like a manchester 90s teenager so i was obviously obsessed with like oasis and, mm. and all of that and all the manchester bands i love new order and like the kind of more synthy sound like that's I think I suppose I describe what I'm going for. Maybe not with this song, which is a bit more synthy, but like later on, I kind of want to like fuse fo- a folky sound, but with kind of like synth sounds in it as well. So that's that's my idea for future stuff. And then more recently, like I really love artists like Suzanne Sunfor. She's like really quite synthy. Maraga Hackman, she's brilliant. I loved like Joni Mitchell. She's like my singing mm-hmm. hero. Just mm-hmm. I love how just crazy and weird her voice is. So I suppose I've, I've carried like the old bands with me through all years that I love but recently I've gained a bit more into more interesting singer-songwriters who have a have like their own sound a bit more electronic and I love like Elbow I love I Am Clute like I mentioned John Bramwell's music yeah but pretty much anyone who's a singer-songwriter sings their own songs and just does it with passion like I've always admired it's amazing because it's synth sound and the 80s sound is it's really coming back and i've been saying this a lot lately because a lot of the people that come on are synth based artists and it's it is coming back it's so true like i i thought it's funny because when i started doing it i was like oh this is either going to sound really really like retro or it's going to sound kind of terrible because no one's doing it but then the more I listen like there's a whole sort of synth wave thing going on and I think like there's a lot of program you know like things like Stranger Things and all these sort of Mm. 80s based programs we just watched one a really confusing one called Dark like about time travel but it's got all that kind of synth sound in it and yeah I think I think there was a bit of a new wave of it coming definitely. You just touched on this but I'm going to ask anyway can you tell us about any upcoming plans you've got releasing whether it's uh, music videos or songs or eps or online insta live videos anything like that brilliant yeah well i'm kind of learning to do all this at the moment as i go so yesterday i had some amazing news about an arts council bid that i put in to actually make a full ep so that i've got a bit of funding to do that which is brilliant because obviously business not going so well and various things happening there wasn't a lot of money in the bank So I think that um, EP, we've already worked on quite a lot of it, but we'll be able to finish it now and that'll come out probably spring next year, maybe. And before that, we're going to put out another couple of singles, I think, that'll be, I think, another synthy one and then maybe one that's a bit more of a folky sound. Mm -hmm. So they'll be coming out maybe December, then perhaps one early next year. And then really, in terms of live stuff, I've done very little up to now because I only started performing kind of January, February, and then obviously 
the world went crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I did a little a thing called Sofa Sessions the other day, which is a really nice um, organisation that do live streaming every week, every Monday. So that was nice. A little bit nerve wracking. I kind of I got so much equipment set up to because I was a bit nervous and then really didn't use any of it. It was just a guitar and a voice. So I thought, well, that's a learning curve to stop plugging things in. And then, yeah, I think I'm going to be doing, you know, I'm definitely going to be doing instant lives and that sort of thing to promote the single. Video, I haven't even touched on yet. So I need to, at some point, make a video that holds me down and, and get into that whole world. But it's quite funny. I'm kind of learning, really, really learning how to do all this as I go. But I suppose because we can't get out and do live gigs. But other than that, I'm yet to kind of get my get my live teeth into things. So I think um, as soon as we can gig again, I'll be, I'll definitely be off around Manchester and then, um, maybe going around with Dave a little bit, doing some of his gigs. So hopefully that will all be coming up soon. Excellent stuff. Can't wait. <laughs> Did you have a title in mind for your EP? Yeah, I think it's going to be called Seven Dolls, which is based on a book that I love um, called The Love of It's called The Love of Seven Dolls by Paul Gallico. And <laughs> sounds a bit pretentious, but um, it's just a, it's a book I read ages ago. It's just about a guy who's a puppeteer. And um, he meets a girl at a kind of fairground. It's all slightly sinister, but um, she sort of falls in love with the puppets and the puppets all represent his character. It's all just kind of a bit magical, a bit, a bit surreal. Hmm. And I've always really liked it. So um, I thought Seven Dolls was quite a good name. I don't, I, it doesn't really mean anything, but it just sounds quite cool, I thought. It does, actually, yeah. I can imagine there's a picture that you might come up with for the cover. <laughs> well, I, yeah, see, I actually did, um, but I, I bought a load of old Barbie dolls. On, <laughs> on very, very odd delivery. I've got them all in a box. I've had to hide them away because they were just sitting there looking at me in a box. It was strange. <laughs> but they're all quite vintage ones, so I thought I could do something. You know, obviously, we're, we're doing quite a lot of this on a shoestring and doing it ourselves. So seven of those Barbie dolls dressed up in something might, <laughs> might do for cover art, maybe even some weird animation or video. We'll have to have to cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> you could have little masks on them, <laughs> masks and gloves. <laughs> mm. That'd be really creepy. Yeah, it could make me just sort of pop it. I don't know why everything has to go so dark whenever I make. <laughs> yeah, maybe some sort of different Barbies. Yeah, idea. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Okay, can you tell us about all your social media links so we can all find you? Yes. Now, obviously, annoyingly, uh, the, the test card girl is a kind of thing that already exists which is it was a thing that I think if you were a British teenager mm. you were in the, in the 90s and you were young in the 80s you probably remember it I so do, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's a thing that used to come up on the telly when the, when there was no telly and it's like a picture of a girl and a clown mm. so if you search test car girl you generally get about 50 links to that weird picture and then my site is testcargirl.co.uk or testcargirl.com and then Instagram is at testcargirlmusic and Twitter is at TestCarGirl84. And what's the other Facebook is TestCarGirl. So you should be able to find me somewhere on one of those. Good stuff. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to mention or talk about before we play your song? I'm just really thrilled to have the opportunity to chat. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for coming on. Do you want to introduce your song? I would love to. This is the debut single by TestCarGirl and it's called Holds Me Down. <laughs> The love in your eyes is a surprise to me It buckles my knees and it holds me down Although it was lies, it won't sever the ties for me It's like a disease 
I'm talking to Smiley from Smiley and the Underclass. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm all right, Austin. How are you doing, man? I'm okay. How you been with lockdown? Uh, well, it's kind of come and gone, and now it's come again, I feel like. <laughs> so um, the start of lockdown, I just was obviously indoors. I spent the whole time growing a vegetable garden. Nice. Uh, then about halfway through lockdown, our lead guitarist decided to leave the band to pursue a solo career, which seemed an odd time to do it. But... Um, so that kind of threw everything into even more chaos. And then just recently, we started doing gigs again, very tentatively, um, mostly solo gigs or acoustic gigs. Me, the drummer, that's Jay, and the bass player, Derek. But yeah, obviously, not only do we not have a lead guitarist, we're in the middle of a pandemic where we can't really get together in a venue uh, and play the set that we used to play, which was incredibly sweaty and intense kind of punk like punk reggae nightmare of rock <laughs> what you call <laughs> it um so yeah it's it, and, and now with the new restrictions that are, there's only six people allowed to gather together so 
I feel terrible for so many friends in bands like um, the Barstool Preachers. They were just sell- they just sold out two nights at the Waterloo in Blackpool, and now I don't know what's happening with that gig. Undercover Hippie similarly had a few things planned. So yeah, I mean it's it's it's. I almost said a bad word. You can say fucking shit on this show, mate. You can say shit. Oh, well, it's fucking awful. It's crap. It's 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 a cunt face. It is a cunt face. I tell you, <laughs> it's a it's pure cunt face. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> we're all climbing up it. I don't see how they're going to enforce this six people thing. It's ridiculous. Well, at the start of the lockdown, you you could rely on sort of the goodwill of people to stick by it. But not that the world that we left behind back in March was any good anyway. <laughs> like, things weren't great then. It's been evidently the positive impacts on the environment and the positive impacts of working from home for a lot of people, but not all people, of course. There's chances to build new worlds here. And I hope we can take it and make the best of it. Absolutely. That's brilliant. Right. In a minute, we're going to play your song. Can you tell us about the song and is it part of an album or an EP or is it a standalone single? We're talking about the song that I'm going to try and play live. Yes, right. Live song. So that, this is actually brand new. I wrote it a couple of weeks ago during... Uh, I, I spent some time in Barcelona. I've managed to get out to Barcelona in July before the UK government reimposed the quarantine on Spain. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I was meant to be there for, for four days ostensibly helping a friend of mine set up a vegetable garden because that's a big passion of mine and I was there for two days and then the UK government said we're quarantining you lot for two weeks when you come back so I was like you know fuck it I'm going to stay for as long as I possibly can because it's much nicer here than it is in London (laughs) I'm back in London now I should stress anyway I wrote I wrote this song Uh, I wrote half of it in in one of the central parks in Barcelona and I sort of uh, tidied it up and finished it off a little bit when I got back to the UK. So it's a standalone, I wouldn't even call it a single. I don't know the future of music right now. So it's just the song that exists in the world from my brain to your ears. Absolutely fantastic. Okay, you touched on this, but we're going to ask you your musical history. How long have you been writing and recording yourself? And how long have you been in a band? I've been writing and singing ever since I was a little boy you know, from, from little silly stories and then being put in the school choir and, and, and all these kind of things. And then I, I had my first band when I was uh, 20 and I'm 31 now. That lasted for a couple of years. And then I was just plugging away at solo stuff, busking on the streets of, of London, mostly just trying and trying and trying. And then uh, I formed Smiley and the Underclass about seven years ago. I walked into a bar called the Mau Mau Bar on Portobello Road in Labrook Grove and ostensibly I was there to moan to the barman because I sat down I was like man it's so hard to get a band together these days everybody's broke it's just not happening and, he, and I'm you know he's like well I'm a drummer I'll join your band <laughs> oh okay that was easy <laughs> there was a regular jam night there every Sunday a reggae jam and that's where we met our first lead guitarist and our first bass player both of which you have now departed the band sadly but Jay the drummer and I are still in it to win it. <laughs> so, hey, if there's any lead guitarists listening who maybe wants to join um, a band, then give us a shout. We're broke as hell, but we get to tour Japan sometimes. If anyone else is listening, I mean, I know there's a lot of guitarists on here that listen. Get in touch with Smiley. For sure. Send us a message on one of our Instagram or Facebook pages or smileytowns with a Z at gmail.com smileytownz at gmail.com. <laughs> Can I ask a question? You just told that great story. Does one of your songs start with the line, a man walks into a pub? 
What? Uh, man walks into a pub. Because you just said you walked into a pub and got a drummer. I mean, that'd be a great yeah. start. <laughs> I've got this whole album coming out. It's a conceptual album. It's about a chicken crossing a road. <laughs> Excellent. All the various terrible things that happened to him along the way. Excellent. No, that's not happening. That's not happening. <laughs> Don't ridicule a serious project, Austin. I'm serious. That's a good idea. It's an idea. Is it real? <laughs> no, it's not real. It's <laughs> not fucking real. I'll tell you what, nothing has surprised me now. That's true enough. I mean, you know, thank you very much for having us on. Thank you for coming on. You know, like, there's plenty of bands who, who are still holding it together even a bit better than us. So we, we appreciate that, man. I appreciate you coming on. Bored, innit? Hell. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Austin, get it together, man. Seriously. This is your show. <laughs> Some people come on here and make me piss myself. <laughs> oh, um, right. Since you were younger, who has your musical influences been and how have they changed over the years? And which one is it that stays with you the most? I actually didn't care about music for till quite late in my life, in, in, my, in my youth anyway. It was about, I was listening to sort of the, just as shit that gets fed to you on the radio. I, I was into, into boring, not boring, let's be fair. I was into hip hop. But, but sort of like mainstream hip hop at the time, like the Shady Records, G-Unit, that kind of stuff. Really, really like embarrassing <laughs> like to look back on that now. But about 15, 16, I discovered Bob Dylan, uh, The Beatles, Jimi Hendrix, uh, that whole kind of canon of, of, of classic rock and folk rock and psychedelia and things like that. And then uh, when I was about 19 I got into into reggae and and Jamaican music in a big big way uh mainly because where I was studying which was um Birmingham City University my campus and where I was living is in a place called Perry Bar and also Hansworth Wood I'm not sure you know the Steel Pulse album Hansworth Revolution but Mm. that's where that comes from okay so this is like a heavily Afro-Caribbean area and um, I was just being exposed to, to reggae music and sound system culture. Almost uh, once a week, I'd, I'd be walking back from, from campus and there was a pub that used to always have sound system in the, in the pub car park. I would make regular visits to uh, a friend of mine, his grandfather's house. And his grandfather is, um, you know, came to the UK in the 50s from Kingston. And we would just talk and talk about the music, the culture and so that was a big deal for me. Reggae kind of swallowed me for a good few years. I almost listened to nothing but, and I'm still a massive freak for reggae vinyl sound systems. I really, really am missing sound system culture through through the lockdown. It's a bit like going to church for me. Hmm. And more recently as well, I've, I've been getting into uh, Latin music for the first time. Uh, rumba, mambo, cha-cha, uh, artists like Tito Puente, Tito Rodriguez, Joe Loco, like uh, for me, for whatever reason, I've always been attracted to sounds from the past. I, I don't know if that's a, a good thing, a bad thing or an indifferent thing, but I've always been grabbed by these old sounds. And, and also James Brown uh, is, mm. a, is a, I'm a huge James Brown fan. Like I, I can't I can't imagine a better vocal. I can't imagine like a more <laughs> a more insane band leader and just just uh you know, this is not, I, I, I can't speak to the character of the man because I know he was, he was awful in many respects to some, to, to women and, and to family. But as a band leader, as a showman, uh, his, his music lives he, he rent free in my head, you know, just is, it's always there. So how have they changed? James Brown's dead now. <laughs> so um, <laughs> he's changed. 
Bob Dylan always had a terrible voice that hasn't changed, but he's actually resurged again. I, I don't know how they've changed, man. They just keep going. They're like a meteor that hasn't hit Earth yet. It's just flying through space still. It's amazing because you say James Brown. I mean, when you think about the one of the songs, the, uh, it's a man's world, when that was written back then, it's perfectly reflection on today, the equal rights, especially for women. It's just one of them things that people don't realise what the song's actually about. Well, you listen to the, the last bit of the song. I don't know if it's, there's an extended version, but on, on my seven inch at the very <laughs> end, he goes, um, he goes, I, he's lost. He's lost in the wilderness. He's lost in bitterness. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's kind of evident from, from a lot of the so-called strong men leaders that we have today. Mm, very good. But I wonder what James Brown would make of the world today. He'd probably just go, Ow! <laughs> 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 no, man. tell us about any upcoming plans you've got whether it's videos as you say eps singles this one might be a single or do you do insta live anytime we were doing that and i've done a few solo things but right now the plan is just to find a new lead guitarist mm. and we're not even really rushing it because just look at the state of things right now there's there's no opportunities really to play live having said that I might be doing a set in Wood Green very soon at this place called Cakes and Ladders. Really, I mean, if you'd asked me last year or something, I would have given you a tour schedule. But mm. um, right now, all I can say is make sure you follow us, if you like what we're singing anyway, on Instagram and Facebook at Smiley and the Underclass, and we'll let you know. But we're still promoting our newest EP, The Way to the Bomb, which came out a couple of months ago. There's two music videos for that, both on YouTube. That would be The Return of the Vampire and, um, oh God, what's the other one? <laughs> this is really bad. I don't know. We all get like this, which we uh, managed to make during lockdown, starring about 50 or 60 fans who sent us in videos of, of themselves singing along, which was joy. I can love that. We loved it too, man. I can't give you any kind of concrete plans in that. You know, I wish I could, but just, just keep an eye out. We are trying to do shows, but the nature of things at the moment is that they're very pop-up, last-minute kind of thing. I mean, I might as well just say come to Camden like at some point in the week. I'll probably be busking if you're in London. <laughs> like, you know, it's not like I can't really promote the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Excellent stuff. Like it. Is there anything else you want to mention or talk about before we play your song or before you play your song? Not really. Just everybody be cool. Everybody be nice to each other. Give each other lots of space. Don't shout at people because they're not wearing a mask. Don't shout at people because they are wearing a mask. Everybody's trying to make it through this time and just be lovely and kind to each other and uh, grow stuff. I mean, I know it's coming up to September now, but that was a massive, massive boost for my mental health during this whole thing grow stuff like start a garden if you can even if you don't have a garden get some house plants get even if you haven't got like anything <laughs> you can grow house plants without any natural light because the, the things are moving so fast at the moment especially in the news cycle and, and so many of us are, are, are plugged into to reading the news three thousand times a day it can be really difficult to remember the world hasn't changed we've changed Mm. And we are changing the world, but the world remains and growing plants, dealing with plants, watching them grow every day. It reminds you that you are part of the world and that we are one interconnected organism. And I just would really recommend it. And plus you get food at the end of it. Sometimes there's things we can do. There's things we can do. 
<laughs> so go and check out Smiley and the Underclass on Instagram and Facebook. You heard it. And we are now going to listen to a live performance by Mr. Smiley himself. Are you ready, sir? I, I hope so, man. If this turns out all peaking and stuff, please just use something off the record. But let's try this and see how it goes. Go for it. So this song is called New Trouble. Souls become users, royal secret abusers, Nazis and snowflakes are pointed confusers. And all of this noise, it cuts it to your life. The attention so thick, you tie your feet to a knife. But I just won't cut it as the vibration from your pocket drives you to do wrong. And we step out of Babylon. I see from Barcelona, fires in Lebanon. I still the flowers growing on my Gideon. Grow food for each other, and now's everyone. Is it just wishful thinking of pollution that chokes from these lungs? Is this not how the human race began? And the moon still rises and it kindly hypnotizes. Take a moment with the eyes. Daisy rising, violence disappearing into the atmosphere. I will not overdose from fear. And if we need to fight, we got the music here. New world, new life, new trouble. Everybody step into the rubble. We wanted a new civilization. Same worries, same God. New trouble, new war. Our people so odd. Refugees hold on. Is it a virus or a gun? Is it a virus or a gun? Is that a virus or a gun? Is that a virus or a gun? Is everybody having fun? Is everybody having fun? Oh, new 
Beautiful. Cool. Yeah, it was lovely, mate. Absolutely fantastic. Seriously, that was really cool. I love it. I love the lyrics as well. Thank you very much. It's mostly lyrics. <laughs> There's not it. much music happening. You don't need it. Uh, no, you don't need it. That's, uh, I, if I was you, mate, I would record that exactly how that is. I have. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I need to put it out quickly before it becomes out of date. Send it over to me if you can, yeah? Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. It's been real cool. Thank you very much for having us on. Thank you for coming on. You know, there's plenty of bands who, who are still holding it together even a bit better than us. So we, we appreciate that, man. I appreciate you coming on. Bored, innit? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Austin, get it together, man. This Seriously. is your show. <laughs> Some people come on here and make me piss myself. <laughs> oh, it's been a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you, mate. All right. Cheers, then. Bye-bye. Bye. Next, I'm talking to Drew Thomas about Running Reds. Hello, Drew. How are you? Hello. I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing in that whole lockdown situation? I mean, I'm not working, which is which is a plus. I've had a lot of time to do writing and work on music, which has been great. Which is kind of hoping that live shows come back soon because I've really missed them. Mm. This song we're going to listen to in a minute is called Running Reds. Can you tell us the story behind the song? And is it part of an album or an EP or a standalone single? Running Reds. Actually, I wrote last year on the way back from a gig at a service station, which was (laughs) completely random. And it was kind of, I'd I'd moved to London near that time. And where I used to live in a town in Lincolnshire was just, it it felt really, really um, suffocating to me at the time. Kind of about this kind of coming of age idea of feeling stuck somewhere. And kind of when I moved to London, I felt like I could write about all that. I decided this song, Running Reds, along with a few other tunes, was going to make a good debut ep so i'm going to put that out on the 9th of october available everywhere like spotify apple music itunes the works and that's gonna be called early hours and the whole theme of the ep is realizing who you are coming of age kind of getting over loss there's quite a few themes in it but i felt it was quite a cathartic process when i was writing it your musical influences over the years since you were younger until now how have they changed and is there one that stayed with you the most a constant one. And I think that goes back to when my mum used to introduce me to tune or where kind of you'd hear songs on like Radio 2 in the car and that kind of thing would be Fleetwood Mac. Okay, yeah. My perception of them as songwriters and as a band has changed so much from when I was young as to where music on the radio was just music and you didn't think much of it to now knowing the whole story, knowing everything about them. So I'd say through the years of, of getting into different types of music, they're the one band that I draw influence from, not just musically, but in terms of the way I kind of write and the way that I am with people around me and the way I take inspiration. But I, I try my best to take to listen to all kind of genres and take as much as I can, because I think you can always kind of grow and you can always get more inspiration from places that you didn't before. So how long have you actually been writing music and, and recording? I think I probably started writing my own songs when I was um, probably about 13, um, which was almost 15 years ago now. But when I took it seriously, instead of going to university or college, I joined a band and we just played local shows all over the country. I've always kind of put everything into music with the idea that it was going to happen and that I just really love doing it. And I think like most musicians, you kind of forget about everything else in the world when you're writing and when you're doing that kind of thing. So that's when I realised it was what I wanted to do with the rest of my life because it's just something you feel like you're in your own world with these songs. Can you tell us anything else about any upcoming plans you've got, whether it's um, music videos or online live videos like Insta Live or anything like that? Yeah, so I'm planning to um, do a video for one of the tracks on the EP, 
which is called Lying on the Concrete, which is track one, which was inspired by the loss of one of my friends a, just over a year ago. And I'm going to be doing, yeah, like I said, I'm going to be doing a video for that. I'm probably going to do a launch live stream as well. I think live streams are so overdone during lockdown, it's really difficult to get people really excited about them. But it's a nice second best to an actual live gig. So I'll try my best to do as many as possible. The thing for me is that I just love playing with a band. Mm. And I think as a solo artist now, a lot of my shows are just on my own. But there's just something about live gigs. That I try and create like a like a community vibe with my live streams. It's just something isn't quite there. But it, uh, <laughs> but in the same in the same token, obviously, it's wonderful that people have come together and that people are willing to kind of support people through just a video service. It's great. Mm. It is amazing. It's such a when you think about this a few years ago, we didn't have the internet, we didn't have Instagram, we didn't have phones that could do all this stuff. It's amazing what we can do now in lockdown, especially. It's very cool. When I started music, it was all MySpace was it. Yeah, the only thing that you could really connect with people online with. There was no like, Instagram, obviously, TikTok, all these things have taken over and they're completely what everyone bases their careers off. I think I'm really young, but unless you play a show and bring loads of people, unless you get a CD, this is the beginning of London, and that was that, they were the things you needed to do. That's just changed a lot. Oh, it has. I mean, it's a whole new world, whole new world. The music industry, if it went out of business tomorrow, people like yourselves and other people that are doing it on Instagram would still be doing what they're doing really well. Yeah, there's just this this whole thing about money. How do you make money from it? What are all your social media links apart from Instagram? Yeah, so on Instagram, it is at Drew Thomas Music. The same with Twitter, at Drew Thomas Music. If you do want to find me on Facebook, it's Drew Thomas UK. And I do have a TikTok, but it's not really worth mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up on that pretty early on. <laughs> and I'm also on Spotify. Is there anything else you want to mention or talk about before we play your song? Just thank you if you've listened and um, really hope you enjoy the music. Oh, they will. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you. Do you want to introduce your song? This is Running Reds and I'm Drew Thomas. From my thoughts doesn't go a long way When I've been chasing lanes on a motorway The necessary evils coming out to play Remind me you're gone I'm still on my own But I'm breathing And I smashed up my phone for no reason Oh, I'm a lonely heart In lonely towns And I build you up But you let me down I'm a lonely heart In lonely towns And I build you up But you let me down I build you up But you let me When you scream the most so Can we keep it down? No one has to know Start another fire When you see the smoke We still a long way to go I'm still on my own But I'm breathing When I smashed up my phone For no reason Oh, I'm a lonely heart in lonely town And I build you up, but you let me down 
talking to Hugo Hartley about his song Lay Down. Hello, how are you? Hi there, I'm very well, thanks. How are you? I'm really well, thank you very much. Did you get much work done during the lockdown? Unfortunately, I've got like a massive backlog of songs, so I really struggle to write when I know I've got so much work to do releasing the ones that I haven't yet finished. It's quite a frustrating position to be in, actually, even though it's a nice position in, in many ways, but the answer is no, I didn't write as much as I'd have liked to during lockdown. At least you've got some stuff to go. Yes, um, hopefully I can get one song released for the next, uh, like every month for the next six months. Mm. That's the plan. So the song well, I've just released, Lay Down, and then I've got at least six songs that should be ready to go a month apart from each other. Okay, in a minute we are going to listen to Lay Down. Can you tell us the story behind the song? And is it part of an album, an EP, or is it a standalone single? I went backwards and forwards about whether to make it a single or a part of an album or an EP, but I think given it's quite different from my other songs, I thought it'd be better to release as a single. Mm. I wrote it about my friend, Sagar. Um, he passed away in 2014. And the music video or like lyric video that I'm doing, I'm doing in conjunction with a charity called Papyrus. They work to try and help people that are struggling with suicide. Mm. They've got a helpline and... Um, they do a lot to try and raise money for different events and different things. And yeah, I'm working with them to try and raise awareness with my music and with this particular video. That's so cool. Basically about how, how I'm dealing with it four years after when I wrote the song four years after, how I'm dealing with it now and how it's changed me basically. Well, I feel that because four years ago, I found my brother hanging in his bedroom. So I, f I totally feel what you're saying there. Four years as well. My goodness. Yeah, so, uh, oh, I love that. I love that you're doing that. And it wow. means more to me now, this song, than it did before. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm very sorry to hear that. Um, how long have you been writing and recording music? Well, so writing music, not particularly long. I'd say only about three or four years. It was actually my friend Sagar that got me into singing in the first place because he always used to listen to me in the car and say, you know, you can sing, you should sing. Hmm. And it was only when I, when he died that I finally decided to go on The X Factor, which is something that he told me I should have done a long time ago. Uh, I didn't do particularly well. In fact, I remember when I dropped out of the competition, when I was asked to leave, I saw somebody get through that was about 90 years old and wearing a sort of sequin dress. And I was just like, I'm fine. I don't mind that I didn't get through, <laughs> to be honest. If this show is... For people in their 90s, then I think it's for anyone, really. They're, they're kind of just 
taking the piss on that show. They they try and get as many people through the doors as possible and wind them up. That's the other thing I noticed on that show. Mm. I at least took that step and decided to go on the X Factor. I think that's when I realised that I, I can actually sing in front of people and I enjoy it. I think from then I bought my first microphone, did a bit of recording at home, and now I'm recording and producing for other people in my own studio, which is a mm. cool feeling. Excellent. Can you tell us about your musical influences over the years, from when you were younger until now, how they've changed, and is there one that's always stuck with you? Okay, that's a tough one. I love Michael Bublé hmm. from a vocal perspective. Like he's so silky smooth and an amazing performer. So I think when I was younger, I definitely listened to him and sang some of his songs. And then I must admit that I also liked One Direction. I had a One Direction wristband, which is quite embarrassing. No comment. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, not my proudest moment. But then <laughs> I think since then, having gone to music school, and it sounds really douchey to sort of say, having gone to music school, you've learned how to be a better musician and you listen to better artists and all this kind of stuff. But I think to some degree, it's opened my eyes to different styles of music. And at least within the pop realm still, I prefer funkier, jazzier influences. So Charlie Puth is actually a perfect example because he's an unbelievable jazz artist but he keeps it within the pop realm. So I really enjoy listening to his stuff. Your upcoming plans over the next couple of weeks, couple of months, what have you got that we can look forward to, apart from this great song we're going to listen to in a minute? Any new releases, any music videos, any gigs, local gigs or online live videos you're doing? Well, I'm gigging on the 29th of October if the lockdown doesn't yeah. start again or you know any coronavirus issues. Um, I'm actually very amazed that I got to a gig just last week. I don't know how that still happened, but it was they, they somehow kept it all safe and everybody was socially distanced, so it was fine. But yeah, I'm going to try and release halfway through each month a song for the next six months, so yeah. there's definitely more coming. Um, and it will be sort of in a similar vibe to the to Lay Down, but with different. I've worked with a few different producers, so even though it's still pop, there are it's you know there are different influences going on. Give us all of your social media links so we can find you. Hugo Hartley Music is for is like my general thing, but I like or just Hugo Hartley. So on Facebook, I think it's just Hugo Hartley. Instagram, Hugo Hartley Music. Um, unfortunately, I have to admit that I'm not very good on any of these platforms. I need to get better at it or get somebody to do it for me at some point because that would be ideal. Because I, unlike the majority of young people, seem to actually struggle to use Instagram. I actually have to ask my friends how to use it. But as an artist, I think I need to get better at it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's mainly Facebook and Instagram. In fact, Instagram is basically where I've had all of my opportunities music-wise. So yeah, please follow me on there if you're listening. Facebook hasn't had a real impact on me at all. But no. if I hadn't been on Instagram, I probably would never have done a gig in my life. Mm. So I owe everything to still Facebook because they own it, but Instagram. Actually, it's, it's funny that we're talking about that now. And I've literally just put a uh, using an app on my phone that reduces the amount of time I'm allowed to be on all of these apps. But for me, it's actually YouTube that's the one that I, I go on too much. Um, but I thought I might as well just do a blanket um, hour a day maximum on all of the platforms so that I can just get on with work and yeah. focus a bit more. I would love to do that, but I just can't because I've got, I, get, I get messages all the time and all this other stuff, especially when the show goes out, I'll get messages. So when your song's on, 
I guarantee you I'll get messages from people asking if they can hear more from you, even though you've given your social media to find out your, their self how to get in touch with you. Hmm. So, yeah, I always get that and I always get requests for more. So if you've got another one ready, send it over as well. And then the week after I could play that one as well, because I know I'll definitely get requests for you. Amazing. Excellent stuff. Is there anything else you want to mention or talk about before we play your song? From a mental health perspective, I think, you know, given the the song and what it's about, I'd say that Papyrus is a really, really good charity. And whether you're looking to donate or actually just be, you know, help out with the charity or raise awareness, or if you are struggling with suicidal ideations, thoughts, anything like that, Papyrus is definitely the place to go. And they've got a phone number called Hopeline, which you can find on their website. And they also have an online texting service as well so that if you don't feel comfortable talking on the phone you can just text as well so i would to everyone whether you're in a bad spot or not it's definitely worth knowing about and trying to share because it's a very important topic exactly and especially if you have somebody that you know is going through a tough time just keep an eye on them because you never know sometimes there are no signs and they just do it and you just don't know so yes yeah thank you i appreciate that that's really cool well, thanks you for coming on. It's been really nice talking to you. No, no worries at all. Thank you very much for playing my music and having me on. It's, it's amazing. Oh, it's nice. the first time I've ever been on the radio, so... <laughs> I appreciate your music. Very cool. Do you want to introduce your song? Okay, my name's Hugo Hartley. This is my song, Lay Down. So many reasons to stay alive I should have found you but you're hard to find I felt the sadness running through your mind But there were reasons to stay alive And when you're feeling like letting go I would have helped you but I didn't know Whoa, I wish I told you that you're not alone there were reasons for letting go I'm stumbling through the unthinkable thought that you're not in no more But you're not in no more Something's changed now When darkness was my closest friend I'm gonna lay down While well, life is still a mystery It's changed now Cause darkness I saw your face So much has changed It's a different place I'm not the same To tell the truth I'm what I am Because of you I'm stumbling through The unthinkable thought That you're not here no more But you're not here no more Something's changed now When
Next, I'm talking to Ryan and Sophie from Sugar Moon about a song called The Only One. Hello, guys. How are you? Hi there. Hiya. Good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you in lockdown in general, the whole thing? Doing okay. We've been um, trying, trying our best to stay productive and creating stuff, you know. That's good. Did you get many new songs written? We've written quite a lot of half songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's um, lack of inspiration, getting about halfway, and then being like, right, let's come back to that later. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk in a minute about The Only One. Can you tell us about the song, the story behind it, and is it part of an album or an EP, or is it a standalone single? So it's the title track of our first EP, which came out in August. Right. Uh, I guess it kind of came from our kind of response to everything that's been kind of happening in the world with the lockdown and everything you know, was kind of trying to think of a way to sound, uh, you know, come out of it with something positive. And so really the, the song is kind of about, uh, you know, looking back at nice memories and, uh, you know, summer days and kind of harking back to nicer times, you know? Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of definite. A lot of people have said that it's got a kind of hint of nostalgia in it. And I don't know whether that was something that, like, when we were writing it, we were thinking about, but it's certainly been something that people have really picked up on, kind of about it, like in the lyrics and the kind of the sound of it as well, kind of when we were getting it sort of mixed. It was um, Joe, um, the guy who produced it, was um, really picked up on in the sort of the sounds of the guitar and those sort of kind of vintage, vintage feels. Yeah. <laughs> I love the old sound to be honest with you really I miss it so much and a lot of people are bringing it back now there's two things that are happening people are bringing back classic rock sounds and they're bringing back 80th synth wave so it's like there's two revivals coming on tell us about your musical history how long have you been writing and recording music separately and together I've been writing stuff on my own not not too long maybe the past four or five years hmm. I kind of started doing it by accident really I was kind of working and and everything and I started doing some jams with some friends maybe in my mid-20s and then I kind of fell into doing open mic nights and then just started uh, writing from there really. I was playing on my own for maybe two years or so doing small gigs and small festivals and stuff and then I met Sophie at work and the band kind of uh, came together last maybe the last two years. Hmm. We started late 2018. Yeah it kind of started out with me and Ryan just sort of jamming together. I've kind of played music most of my life but I haven't really written my own stuff or like played that much original stuff it's all been sort of big band and jazz and and that sort of style so um but I really wanted to kind of do some singing so we kind of did some duos a lot of folk music kind of inspired stuff like a lot of Paul Simon that's kind of where that came from and then uh, a friend of mine who I play, played in big band with uh is uh Joe and yeah he came on board as like a, a little trio and it sort of grew from there didn't it? yeah find everyone else on Gumtree <laughs> yeah. oh the internet's so handy for things like that who were your influences growing up mostly in music when you were little until now how have they changed and which one stayed with you the most going back when I was really young my dad would play a lot of like kind of Rory Gallagher mm. Uh, kind of hard rock and blues kind of stuff in the house so I, I've always had a bit of an upbringing of you know Rory Gallagher and the Beatles and the Stones and stuff like that and then uh, growing up I think uh, went through quite a lot of different phases of uh, music you know from like grunge phase and a you know and a, a sort of dance music phase when I was in my teens and then kind of sort of got to uni and swung back to being uh, really in the kind of folk music. I'd say that the biggest influences on my kind of wanting to be a musician were people like the Incredible String Band, folk acts like John Martin and Roy Harper and people mm. like that. Hats off to Roy Harper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say um, 
a lot of my musical influence either comes from my parents' record collection, which is like a big mix of everything from like Stevie Nicks to, well, my dad's really into Genesis. Let's not like go down that route too much. But also uh, movies that me and my dad watched together, which probably Some Like It Hot and The Blues Brothers were definitely like musical. Started out my love of kind of like jazz and rhythm and blues and those old kind of blues uh, sounds that I think we we definitely take some of that in in Sugar Moon, don't we? There's yeah. like whenever we get around to sort of like playing a blues song, it's almost like everyone just like ah relaxes yeah. in like a comfortable seat. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. What do you have coming up? Like, is there any new music videos, new singles coming out, or is there like an online Insta live videos, anything like that? We are currently planning a new video for a song called Under the Sea, which we play a lot in our live shows. We're going to record that and make, we've got an animator, a Bristol-based animator called Harriet Bradbury. Um, she's going to create like a kind of stop motion video for it. We haven't really told much people about it yet because it's kind of in the early stages. That's the next thing in the pipeline. And we've got a couple of other songs that we're sort of, we've started recording. We're going to try and maybe bring those out sometime this year. It's all very like dependent at the moment, isn't it? We see yeah. things kind of opening up a bit and then we're like, oh, we should be preparing to do gigs again. And then before we know it, we're sort of like, oh, things are starting to get limited again. So it's, it's kind of hard right now to sort of focus on one thing and what we should be focusing on. You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think for us, like we, um, we did play a gig last week, which was, it was the first time we played together since February. But it was, um, I mean, say a gig, it was a friend organised it and we kind of turned up and... It was a small gathering in their garden, you know, and it was kind of within the rules. Uh, it was a bit of a shock as well because it was so sort of like off the cuff sort of thing. We were like, how long do you want us to play for? And they were like, oh, just however long you want. And we were like, okay. <laughs> so we turned up thinking there might be another band maybe playing, but then it was just us. So we were like, let's just play everything we can remember. <laughs> so yeah. It's really yeah. fun. Tell us about your social media links. We've got a Facebook page and uh, on Instagram I think if you search Sugar Moon Band they should come out and then we've also um, if you want to kind of check out our music I guess the best places to do it are look up Sugar Moon on Spotify and also if you search Sugar Moon Band on Bandcamp uh, you can find our new EP and our single on there and you can if you want to buy one that's the best to do it you know Thank you is there anything else you want to talk about or mention before we play your song? I hope your listeners enjoy the song and if they do then check us out We've got video that goes with the song as well so it might be worth having a look at that that was quite a cool thing because it was made out of old uh, Super 8 footage that I found on a camera in my grandparents' attic. It's on YouTube, but probably best to find it on our Facebook page. But it's, yeah, it's definitely got that kind of vintage yeah. uh, nostalgic feel. So. I love that. I really do. I love that. Especially with, uh, yeah, yeah. the fact that it's your own footage, because a lot of people do that, where they take the footage from stock sites and then make it look old. But the fact that it's come off with your, yeah, that's so cool. That was actually our plan. So I'd kind of said to Sophie, It'd be really cool if we could find loads of old stock footage to give yeah. make a video for this. And then she was like, Oh, hold on, I've got I've got like six reels of old family <laughs> footage that I like just had digitized. And I was like, What? Just magically so, worked yeah. out. <laughs> the video had quite good reach on Facebook because um there was quite a lot of people in the, who were actually in the video were kind of commenting. Oh yeah. That is so cool. We have to look at that, definitely. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. It's been really cool. It's been lovely to talk to you. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome. Do you want to introduce your song? This is the only one by Sugar Moon. Don't let me go. Don't let me go. Don't let me go. 
just gotta let you know. I just gotta let you know. You're the only one. You're the only one. You're the only one. You're the only one. You're the You like roller coasters? Yeah? Cool. This is Liam Leon with Roller Coaster.
was Foundlings. You also heard Honey Joy with The Healer and Liam Leon with Roller Coaster. I want to thank all my guests, and as usual, keep your comments and requests coming. I'll be back next week. Cheerio then. <laughs>